George McReynolds of McReynolds Wealth Management, registered principal. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member, FINRA SIPC. Investment advisor representative, Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and McReynolds Wealth Management are not affiliated. Advanced level tax planning, income, tax preparation, life coaching, and time management consulting services, and fixed insurance products and services are separate and unrelated to Cambridge. Cambridge does not offer tax advice. As a CFP and RFC, George McReynolds' mission is to help people create compelling dreams for their future, the plans to attain them, and the time to enjoy them. This is the Prosper Podcast. Hello and welcome into another edition of the Prosper Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the show as we talk about the world of investing, finance, and retirement. I am along with George McReynolds here. He's Wealth Manager and Chief Tax Strategist at McReynolds Wealth Management, serving you in southeastern PA, in the Philly suburbs, if you will. He's got an office in Lansdale, PA. And if you've got questions or concerns and need a little help, George is here for you. 215-699-1050, your number to call. 215-699-1050. And you can always find us online at prosperpodcast.com. That is prosperpodcast.com. And you can uh, listen to us there. You can click on past episodes as we get them. This is only number two, so there won't be many yet. But you can listen to past episodes and you can click on the link to subscribe at uh, Apple Podcast, iTunes, Google Play, various different things and so on and so forth. So George, welcome in, my friend. How are you? Fine. How are you doing today, Mark? I'm doing very well. Good to have you back and good to be back with you. Looking forward to an exciting show. And I got a good topic for us to discuss this week. And I wanted to ask you a question. Do you have a junk drawer in your house? Uh, I have more than one junk drawer, Mark. <laughs> My kind of guy. I have more than one myself. It's amazing what gets kind of put in these junk drawers, isn't it? And it's almost never what you're looking for. At least mine anyway. No. But if you can't find it, that's where you look. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So look, we all have one of these at home. And I was thinking about this. I imagine that a lot of us maybe have a financial junk drawer as well. And for a lot of us, maybe it's a safe or a little strong box or something like that. And much like our regular junk drawer, there's a lot of things in there. You know, in our normal one, there might be rubber bands and clothespins and glue sticks and everything but a flashlight. That's usually the case for me. I need a flashlight and I can't find one. <laughs> but in the financial junk drawer, let's talk about a few things that may be tossed in there and kind of forgotten about and maybe ways we can put them to better use or at least something to think about here, George. So one of the things we might find is, well, an old life insurance policy. Well, it may not be junk. May not. People think that it's only about death and only going to help someone else. But there's a lot of a lot of opportunity with some old life insurance policies. Some have really high guaranteed interest rates from when interest rates were higher. Most people, they want to just say, I'll just cash it in or I'll just lapse it. But they really should measure, take a look at what they have. So what we do is we request an in-force illustration for the client from the company just to see where it is. And even if it doesn't have a lot of cash value, it may have a lot of cost basis. So the money that they paid into that could be used to their tax advantages later. There's lots of different options. And it's like my Uncle Joe would always say, measure twice, cut once. And what we do is we get the enforced illustration and then look at it very methodically to see what they should do with that. But there could be some real opportunity in some old life insurance policies. Yeah. You remember those old commercials, George? It's not your father's Oldsmobile. Remember those from back in the day? 
Yes. Yeah. I kind of think life insurance should adopt that, right? Because it's not your father's life insurance. There could be some areas where it could be useful. Again, every situation is different. You always want to check with your qualified professional, but uh, it's mm-hmm. always makes me kind of think of that. So there's different ways that it may be worth dusting off out of the old financial junk drawer, if you will, and taking a look at that. And another item kind of similar right along the same vein, George, would maybe be a, an old or an outdated will or estate plan. Yeah, that definitely is junk. You need to keep it updated and you don't want to have multiple copies of your will laying around. So if you have an old one and you have updated it, destroy the old one. Uh, It'll just create a lot of confusion, a lot of unnecessary speculation and cost. But you should update your estate plan at least as frequently as Congress updates the estate laws. And it could be a simple matter, but uh, you know, at this age, if I pass away, my 32-year-old daughter should not have to go live with my brother. <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> you want to make sure that you definitely update those things. I was talking with a gentleman, and he was like, uh, he was carrying on. He said he had somebody come in, and they didn't realize they had made uh, not updated their designations, and, and they didn't realize in a lot of cases that that trumps a will. People think, well, I have a will, and that's what will happen. But however your beneficiary designations are laid out, that's going to trump what happens on a will. And it's like, yeah, I've got a, a son-in-law on there that I don't want on there anymore. <laughs> so he wanted to make sure he got removed. So something definitely worth uh, having a conversation. And again, we're having a little fun here, kind of taking the analogy of our junk drawer we might have in our kitchen where most of them are, and maybe having kind of a financial junk drawer, if you will, and some items that could be put to better use by going through that. George, you remember the uh, Social Security estimates we used to get, uh, like on green pieces of paper? I don't even think they send those out anymore, do they? No. No. Uh, most of it's done online now. It's yeah. so easy to get where before we had to file a form to request that information and then wait for the mail to get it there and then to bring it back. But now you can go online any day and they'll do certain verification information to make sure that it's really you. And you can get your benefits estimate for retirement, for disability, the death benefit for survivors, as well as your earnings history. And the earnings history can be important for uh, many civil service workers that have what's called pension benefit offset. If they're a full-time job, they did not pay into Social Security. Even if they have other qualifying earnings, they will get phased out. So the earnings history is a way to calculate what that pension benefit offset would be. It also is, it's a great motivator when you see that you can't possibly live on what you're going to get from Social Security. Mm. It'll make you think twice about saving and spending and and what your overall financial situation is. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. And I was thinking about that, you know, it's like we used to see those. And if you were going through your financial junk drawer and you saw one of those old sheets in there, maybe from the Clinton administration or something, and you're using that Social Security estimate, well, it's probably not accurate to your point. So that's a vital piece of information. You want to make sure that you have that up to date. And what is that? SSA.gov, I believe. That's right. SSA.gov. Yeah. So make sure you check that out and are up to date on that. And it'll be beneficial for you when you're talking with your financial professional, your financial advisor as well. And this is the Prosper Podcast with George McReynolds. And we are talking about the items you might find in a financial junk drawer. And we're going to do something random and completely different as we have to adhere to our compliance rules. So here's Haywood. George McReynolds of McReynolds Wealth Management registered principal. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member FINRA Civic. Investment advisor representative, Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and McReynolds Wealth Management are not affiliated. Advanced level tax planning, income, tax preparation, life coaching, and time management consulting services, and fixed insurance products and services are separate and unrelated to Cambridge. Cambridge does not offer tax advice.
And we're back here on the program. We're continuing on our conversation. And again, don't forget to check us out at prosperpodcast.com and subscribe and like the podcast so that you can get more doses of George and I as we talk about the relevant investing, finance, and retirement. And we're going to continue on with our six items in the junk drawer, the financial junk drawer. 401k statements, George, definitely in there might be some of those. You know, a lot of folks used to just have one job. They'd work at their whole life. Sometimes I guess it still happens, but definitely not as much anymore. So you may be going through your junk drawer and you maybe have two or three different 401k statements orphaned accounts from previous employers. Yes, and that can be confusing, especially for survivors to see if it's real, if there is money still in there. But for your own benefit, you don't want to have a bunch of 401ks spread all over. If you have a 401k now where you work, it's possible that you could transfer those in to the current. And then number one, you, you see them all together, but you also could be more active in how they're invested. And you could be smarter about your beneficiary selection on that. And if you don't have a 401k, then it might be time to put it into an IRA, depending on what your retirement plan is. One of the benefits of the 401k over the IRA is you can access 401k money if you leave the job at age 55. With IRA money, you have to wait till 59 and a half. But if that's not an issue for you, you may find out that the beneficiary options are much better and the investment options are much better by moving the 401k into a rollover IRA. Yeah, and leaving those behind a lot of times, George, can sometimes cost a little bit more in fees and whatnot, especially if you no longer work there and you just kind of left it. And to your point, you have more investment options, more control if you do move that, for example, into an IRA or something like that, correct? And if the balance drops below 5000 they can go ahead and just send you a check for the balance. Mm, okay. And that would be taxable income if you don't roll it over within 60 days. But they'll also do tax withholding. There's a mandatory 20% tax withholding. So if you get a $10,000 401k plan, they'll send you a check for $8,000. If you roll over the $8,000, you still owe the tax and possibly penalties on the other $2,000 that went to pay Uncle Gibby. (laughs) Well, there you go. Certainly some good information here on the program from George. We're talking about the junk drawer here. Now, this one might not be in some people's, but I I thought about my grandma and I kind of brought this one up. Did you used to get savings bonds, George? Like when you were growing up, did from time to time, did your grandparents maybe send you a U.S. savings bond? Mine did from once every once in a while. And my parents got them for my children. Oh, okay. I've bought them for people from time to time. Yeah. But like you said about the Oldsmobile, it's not your grandfather's savings bond. Very true. Very true. So maybe some things to think about there with those and, and ways to dust those off, if you will. Well, one of the most important things, I think, is to just see what the current status is. Some of them stopped paying interest a long time ago. Okay. Some of them come up, and when you do cash them in, you pay all the tax on the accumulated interest all at once. And there's a a software program that you get for free called Savings Bond Wizard. And you enter in the issue date and the face value of the bond, and it'll give you all kinds of information on how much of it is taxable, what's the accumulated interest, what the average interest rate's been, what the guaranteed rate is going forward. And you can make some really good decisions. The opportunity to roll over double E bonds into double H bonds, and that will defer the taxes. And then you would start receiving the interest payments, but you would spread the tax issues out over a long time. But just like Uncle Joe said, measure twice, cut once. So measure your savings bonds. See, put them into the program, a very easy to use program, US uh, or savings bond wizard, and just see what you have first and then decide from there. 
All right. Very good. Very good. Well, my final one on here maybe is a little bit more obscure. And I was thinking about this. I don't know how much you might see this in your area there in your neck of the woods, George. But uh, my nephew is across the way from you there on the other side of the bridge in Jersey. And uh, he bought some land a few years ago, about 15 years or so ago, as an investment idea and uh, wound up just kind of sitting there and he doesn't really do anything with it. I think he thought the town would eventually grow and kind of move out that way and use it as a somebody would buy it for a, you know, a development or something like that. But there are people who do have these. Any thoughts on someone who might have like a vacant lot or something sitting there that they've used for an investment idea? Well, it's a great subject, but if it's an investment, it puts money in your pocket. Investments mm. put money in your pocket. Okay. Expenses take it out. So a piece of raw land is not putting any money into your your pocket. You need to maintain insurance for liability on that. You need to maintain the property, whether it's cutting the grass or you could be fined by the municipalities. And uh, you also have to pay your real estate taxes on that vacant land. And if it's in another state, then if you pass away, you will have to go through probate twice in both states. So if I have New Jersey property and I'm a Pennsylvania resident, I would have to have my will probated in Pennsylvania, but now because the real estate, the real property is over in New Jersey, there would be a second or ancillary probate involved. So it's rarely a good idea to invest in raw land. It doesn't give you any tax benefits. You can't get any depreciation and it doesn't give you any cash flow. And um, it's a good idea to look in, even if you, if, if it's almost worthless, it might be a good idea to give it to the developer or the municipality just to stop the taxes and all the other liabilities. Well, there you go. That's our items this week uh, to think about on the podcast. The six things that could be wasting away in your financial junk drawer. Thanks for coming along with me on that, George. That was a lot of fun and a great job using uh, good analogies and kind of moving that through there. And hopefully folks find that useful and helpful. And I want to end our podcast this week on a little bit of a different note and kind of a getting to know you moment. We're not going to have Julie Andrews sing because we don't want to have to pay the mouse royalties. But uh, let's let's uh, do a little getting to know you here. And so when folks you know want to talk with you or chat with you, they kind of feel like they already know you already. I know some of these, uh, a lot of folks listening to us are current clients, but there's potential clients out there as well. And and also, hey, maybe your current clients just didn't know this about you. So let's share a little something with them. My question for you this time on the podcast, George, is what's the best live musical performance you've ever seen? Well, I go to a lot of concerts. Mm -hmm. uh, because I go to a lot of concerts, I get lots of pre-sale offers. So I get offered the best seats before they're, they're on sale to the public. Nice. And uh, and I probably go to one great concert at least once a month, but sometimes I got them back to back. Like I have a Billy Joel concert and the next day I have the who at the uh, citizens bank park. Awesome. But, uh, the, the most theatrical, the best theatrical performance I ever saw was Roger Waters doing the wall at the Wells Fargo a couple of years ago. Very nice. But the best consistent band that, that does a great show every time is absolutely foreigner. Uh, Kelly Hansen, who's been with the band for the last 12 years, he's absolutely the hardest working man in showbiz. I understand uh, you had met him and, uh, and actually uh, opened for his band one time. Yeah, many years ago. Yeah. Yes, sir. Back in the uh, back in the late 80s, he was in a band right. called Hurricane when he was a youngster and I was a youngster. And yeah, absolutely. And you're right. He got the gig with Foreigner and he's been doing that for about a decade or decade plus, about 12 years, like you said. And he is phenomenal. Great voice. So strong and just really brings the house down. Yeah, they're coming by uh, 
locally on May 4th. And this time I've got first row seats Ooh. and the opportunity to do a meet and greet with the band, get my picture with them. But I've been following them for years. Every time they come by, whether it was the acoustic at the local Keswick Theater or Wells Fargo or bb and mm -hmm. but they absolutely put on the best show. He's, uh, he's a, a great guy, a lot of talent, but also very polished from practice. And he's a, a real class act. I really admire uh, Kelly Hansen for the, not just the performer he is, but for the, for the man that he is. Yeah, absolutely. Are they doing the uh, appetizers with Kelly? Because you know he won Celebrity Chopped on the Food Network as well. I didn't know that. I'll have to ask him. <laughs> yeah, they um, last time they were in uh, that I had him come by and I saw him, we did the same thing, my wife and I, and the meet and greet that was available was you actually got appetizers that Kelly made before the show. So <laughs> so that's pretty cool as well. He's kind of a renaissance guy, that guy. So All that in a bag of chips. Huh? All that in a bag of chips. Well, there you go. Well, hopefully you enjoyed our podcast this time around, folks. This is the Prosper Podcast with George McReynolds, Wealth Manager and Chief Tax Strategist at McReynolds Wealth Management, serving you here in the southeastern pa reach out to us if you need some help give george a call before you take any action if you need to reach out and talk to somebody immediately please feel free to call him at 215-699-1050 that's 215-699-1050 or if you just want to continue to subscribe to the podcast and make sure you get all the latest and greatest from george and i go to prosperpodcast.com that is prosperpodcast.com and subscribe on itunes iheart stitcher google play various things of that nature george my friend thank you so much enjoy your time and i'll see you next time thank you mark and this has been the prosper podcast we'll talk to you later george mcreynolds of mcreynolds wealth management registered principal securities offered through cambridge investment research inc a broker dealer member finra sipic investment advisor representative cambridge investment research advisors inc a registered investment advisor cambridge and mcreynolds wealth management are not affiliated advanced level tax planning income tax preparation life coaching and time management consulting services and fixed insurance products and services are separate and unrelated to cambridge cambridge does not offer tax advice